Hey guys, Sean here, host of Game Over Screen. I just wanted to go ahead and tell you guys that this episode was very long. We had a lot to cover. We went for about two and a half hours, so we've decided to split it up into two episodes. What you're listening to here is about an hour and a half, somewhere around there. It is our normal show, pretty much. It's what we played this week and the the kind of minor news stuff, not the big stuff, and then... We're going to be putting out another episode that's about an hour long, and that is coverage of all of the game announcements from the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5 reveal, and the uh, IGN Expo. So, this, hopefully they'll come out about the same time. If not, this will come out a little bit before part two. But this episode, hour and a half, covering the games we played and the and the smaller news stuff, and then there will be another episode, part two, about an hour long, and that'll be all about the IGN Expo uh, game reveals and the PS5 game reveals. So go ahead, have fun, listen, and uh, catch you guys next time. Hello, and welcome to Game Over Screen podcast on the Merc with Movie Blog podcast network, where we talk about video games video game news, talk about the games we're playing, all of that good stuff. I am oh, yeah. one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined, as always, by Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Hey, how you doing? Not bad, not bad at all. We've had a very busy week, but I'm ready to talk that about some have. video games. Also joining us, as always, Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hey, what's up? Video games. Video games. Lots, lots of them. them. Lots of them. Uh, it's long. Uh, it's, been, it's been a week. Um, lots of reveals. We're not done with the reveals yet, but I'll say this now uh, at the beginning of the show. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 uh, event in a little bit, but we, Tyler and I, did do live, live, like, um, reaction thing to the, uh, we talked about it live while it was going on. Uh, If you guys want to check that out, that's on the YouTube channel, the Merc with the Movie blog YouTube channel. And I think we're going to be doing the same thing for EA Play this Thursday. Um, okay. So it's at 7 p.m. Brendan, I don't know. Are you off work by 7? You know, I'll probably still be there around 7, uh, if not yeah. on my way home. So. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe you'll pop in if if it's still going on when you get home. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, but we're going to be doing that again on Thursday for EA Play. I think that's at 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. First of all, I told... I said that I'd do this, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> Jay Wade, host of SEN Afterlife, over here on the Mercury Movie Blog Network, cannot log into his PSN account, and apparently that's Sony's fault. And I'm, he wanted me to say something about it. So, yeah, Wade can't get into his PSN account. What sucks? Yeah, that's it. That's Rest the uh, that's the thing. Rip Rip Wade's PSN account. Cancel Sony. Uh, cancel Wait. hashtag cancel Sony. Uh, the next thing on the rundown. We're going to go no, ahead. that's it. That's the show. That's the show. That's the show. I, when I said yeah. it was a long show, this is going to be a long show, by the way. Uh, we're in it for the long haul now. Um, no, that's it. We're done. Uh, second up on the stuff that we have to talk about, we're going to go straight into this now because it's going to come up later. We're going to go to Tyler for the Animal Crossing report. Tyler, what is going on in the world of Animal Crossing this week? All right. So we, we weren't here last week. So there's two weeks worth of Animal Crossing stuff I got to talk about. Oh, yes. Still moving all my houses into a circular pattern. It still costs me lots of money. 
But what's most important here is that I'm still getting absolutely demolished when it comes to tournament <laughs> prices. Just 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 raw dog when it comes to tournament prices here. <laughs> the stock so market's I, not doing well. No, no. Oh, I use no. so I use I use a a, a website called Turnip Profit, which okay. I put in the price I buy my turnips in. And then uh, as I go through the week, I'll write down all the prices I get back. So what I can sell them back for. And it'll kind of chart out what my projected prices are. And so like for four days straight, it's like you could get about $600 or 600 bells per turnip on this day. And I went, okay, well, then when that day comes, you know, hopefully I get a high number. And then like maybe the day before it was like, you're not going to get more than 200 and uh, really fucked me up. And <laughs> now I'm I'm kind of scrounging for cash. <laughs> but uh, I did uh, I did collect every fossil in the game. Nice. So that's done. Uh, I got into sort of a mini argument about uh, the art system. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. No, no, not at all. So at the beginning of uh, might have been April or or May. It might have been the beginning of May there was an update where a character called red he's a fox he's in previous uh, animal crossing games uh will show up to your island and he will sell you art and uh, okay. furniture now uh and the, the museum gets upgraded to have an art museum attacked onto it but the problem is is that uh he sells you art all this art is based on real art in real life okay but some of the art is fake like it's it's the same it's the same art but it's slightly off so you have to inspect it to make sure you buy the real stuff to put in your museum or blathers won't take it the problem i have with it is that red shows up what feels like once every three weeks uh you can only buy one thing from him uh as far as art goes you can buy as much furniture as you want but you can only buy one piece of art at a time and uh you know there's also a chance you might get a fake one which is there's like so many different gates (laughs) to to stop you from just collecting the art and uh and there are some benefits to buying fake art for your house some of it's haunted or and there's something with that what (laughs) but like you have to just wait for him to show up and it's random it's it's not set like someone like KK Slider coming on every Saturday or so, you just have to get lucky, and it's uh, kind of sucks. Other than that, uh, still trying to find villagers. Uh, I may have started cheating a little bit, just a little bit, just just a tad bit, uh, because uh, I don't know. Uh, finding villagers in that game is uh, you go to like a Nook Miles Island. And you have a random... Well, there's always going to be a villager there, but who you have there is random. And I kind of want specific villagers to look a specific way. Right now, I'm trying to get villagers like Power Rangers. There's four, <laughs> there's four of them. I had two just by luck. Uh, so I wanted the, the red one and the pink one. So uh, you could buy like amiibo cards. You can scan them in and invite them to your island that way. But uh, they don't make amiibo cards anymore. Uh, so the only way you're going to get them is through some online seller who's selling them at way higher of a price than they should have been. Or someone who's selling packs, and the packs are, of course, random. 
So uh, that's no good if you just want someone specifically. So I bought this thing that's kind of like a fake amiibo, right? Oh, okay. And what you do is you you plug it in your computer, you download the software, and then you have this little puck. You put the puck on there, and it registers as an amiibo. And now what you can do is go online and download the, like the amiibo, bin file, okay, and upload it to the to the uh, the puck, and now it registers as that amiibo. Huh. Okay. The original purpose of this thing was to. Uh, like say you have like a Mario amiibo, yeah. you have like Smash data on it. You could back up that Smash data on the on the device, and then you can use the Mario amiibo in a different game that supports Mario without losing that data. But uh, you know, it, it's a way cheaper alternative than trying to get a single card for. Because when I looked it up to get that specific card for that character, it was like thirty dollars for one card. And it wouldn't get here till like August. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. That sounds like a waste. So this will be better. This also helped me in Breath of the Wild for all the amiibo stuff, like the uh, white bow and whatnot. But that's Animal Crossing. It's still tedious. I check in every now and again. I'm really surprised that there isn't any sort of like government. because because well you're like that's the next yeah i mean you're like you're like the stock market is terrible and i i thought you were gonna follow it up with rocco is destroying the economy with his with his with his programs and we need to vote in rocket we need reform reform. robin robin is running for president of animal crossing and i'm campaigning for them i don't i don't know you're you're just the island representative and the, the stock market feels in, entirely random. It feels like whatever those two little raccoons feel about <laughs> you that day is what you're going to get. Yeah, they just wake up and go, you know what? I really like that, that guy today. Guy. You know, yeah, today, I don't want to give him 600 bells per term. I want to give him 52. They're like, he's way close yeah, to paying off thing. his... He's way close to paying off his bill. We're just going to lower the price a little bit. And yeah, I just upgraded my house. So now I have a second story on top of the three extra rooms. And I'm sure now you're getting fucked on stock prices. And uh, my loan payment is like a million plus bells. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I can't pay that if I don't get good <laughs> stock prices. Well, looks like uh, looks like that sounds like a whole lot of not his problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not. No. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe next week I'll get some good prices. <laughs> hopefully, 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 we don't want Tom Nook to break your kneecaps. Um, well, you know what? Tom Nook may 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 charge a lot of money for what he's doing, which is which is a good service. He's remodeling my house. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. you know, I pay him what he's due, and at least at least there's no interest, right? There's no yeah. interest. He's not bugging you about paying it. You pay it whenever you want. That's what they're going to add in the next expansion. <laughs> when they add the government, they're going to add interest and taxes. Oh, yeah. That's well, like when the, the Sims added, like, college and student <laughs> loans. Like, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Well, if you, you know, if you in the next update, if you get behind on your payment, then Timmy and Tommy will hold you down while Tom Nook takes a, <laughs> yeah, he takes just a baseball him. bat. Yeah, he, All he right. Well, I'm going to have to, gonna have to pull out the axe. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see what we have to do. 
that was the Animal Crossing report. Thank you, Tyler. I just got uh, my my. Well, I got a whole new Nintendo Switch. Uh, there you go. My instead of just taking back um, the one I was like, I, I lent my sister my Switch for quarantine, and instead of just getting that back, um, uh, we got a new one, and I just kept the new one instead. And I was like, you keep the old one, I'll take the new one. Uh, so I, I played Animal Crossing a little bit the other day, picked up some weeds, and then was like, I do not have the time or mind right now to dedicate to playing this game. You see, that's, uh, that's my thing, is I started playing the game. Like, I bought it, and I started playing it, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't I think did. this is a game for me. This is this play. is the first one I've really played for real, and I, I don't want to say I'm hooked, but I definitely check in every day. The other I day, mean, I bought a 50 inch TV that I could mount to my wall. Oh, and then I went to the recycling bin where stuff just kind of shows up, and there was another one in there. I could have I could have saved that money if I had checked first. So now I have go. two TVs in my house. There you go. All right, try crossing still, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'll join in on the Animal Crossing report when I finally play Animal Crossing. It's gonna happen. I want to. I just have so many other things to do. Uh, we are forced first. We're gonna get into the actual section of the show where we talk about the games that we played. And Tyler, as you just talked about the Animal Crossing that you've played, what other games have you played? Well, I've played uh, Bug Fables. What is that? Yeah. Bug Fables is a uh, an indie game. Okay. But it's in the style of uh, the original Paper Mario game. Okay. But you're playing as bugs. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you like the original Paper Mario game and don't like uh, the new ones that are, have come out, like Color Splash and Sticker Star and probably Origami King, uh, this is the game for you because it's just that. That's what it is. And uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. All right. Play some Persona. I also uh, played Persona <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Uh, I I finished the third dungeon. I uh, did it entirely that... in one entirely in one day. That's the bank. Kaneshiro, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did it entirely in one in one run, uh, thanks to a a DLC item called the camera strap that comes with a costume. Uh, the camera strap uh, is so good because it will give you ten plus, or it give you ten health and SP every turn when you hit an enemy with an ambush. What? And you do that a lot in that game. Yeah, yeah, like almost every time, unless you're bad. <laughs> yeah, so there's literally no need for me to ever leave the dungeon. Yeah, unless the game forces wow. me to. Wow. Wow. And so I can get that one run a day. So now I'm just, uh, I haven't sent the calling card yet. I'm going to wait till we're like less than 10 days. But right now I've got 17 days. So I'm going to spend some time doing other social stuff. And uh, that's it. Played some Overwatch. Uh, well, me and a friend. I, I really mm-hmm. quickly want to say, just because we're talking about Persona, I do want to bring up, I did play Persona. And my experience, I'm, I, I found out who uh, Futaba is. Yes, Futaba. I met, I met, uh, I, I did that stuff. And I, my my thing was that I was going to um I was gonna play a little bit after I I think I had been playing some Destiny or whatever and I, I was like all right I'm gonna play for a little bit I played for almost an hour Tyler I compared my like the uh the time when I started on my save file to when I put it down to go to bed entirely cutscenes 
<laughs> and not not freedom not the freedom of like i'm choosing to go do this and getting into cutscenes. entire i played for almost an hour and it was entirely story yeah uh, futaba's arc is very very it's heavier than some of the stuff in yes. some of the last two dungeons yes well yeah i, I mean I, i'm not i'm not saying that is like a negative or anything i just thought it was funny that i i put the game down and i was like i must have played for like 20 minutes right because i all i i was like i haven't really done anything i just went through like three days of story so it must have been like 20 minutes and i looked at the save file and i've been almost i've been playing for almost an hour and it had, <laughs> i'd gone through like three days of story and that was it Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you said you were playing. You played some Overwatch. Overwatch. Me and a friend played Overwatch. We usually do it every week. Uh, but he had uh, the new event was coming to an end, and he needed uh, the Ash skin that looks like a Red Riding Hood. Okay. Oh, they re- they did that. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, they turned a robot into the big bad wolf. Nice. Wow. So he really needed that skin because he plays Ash a lot, and so do I. So, uh, I mean, I just paid money to get it. You know. Like an event ago, I spent a lot of money on loot boxes and had enough coins to just buy the skins this time. Uh, cause uh, I make bad decisions with my life, but uh, <laughs> me too. We played. It was it was a terrible time. I have such a love hate relationship with Overwatch, and we're like, yeah, I yeah. love I like the game, even though some of the character decisions are uh, bad, like Symmetra or Symmetra. <laughs> But then, like, I'll see someone else playing, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, I want to play some Overwatch right now. I used to play a lot of Overwatch back in the day, like, a lot. And then I was like, well, it got way too boring for me, so I was just like, you know what? I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But we played. He finally got enough coins to get the skin. There you go. And then we stopped playing, and we haven't played since. And, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get back to it next week. But for right now, we just need a break. And then... Uh, lastly, I played a new game that came out called Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I, I didn't beat it. I planned to, uh, but I just didn't. Uh, it is a Metroidvania-style kind of game. Okay. Featuring Shantae the genie, or she's a half-genie. Uh, she's been around since the Game Boy in 2002. Fun game, fun game. This is, I think this is takes place right after the last game which is half genie hero uh when i say metroidvania so you get skills that let you traverse the map it's a big open map this time usually in the last two games they're like it was more level based like you'd, you'd have a hub world and then you go to different levels and now it's one big map it's fun it's fine uh lots of backtracking but there's some teleporters around and uh man i don't really pay attention to the story but it's good i liked it and uh, that's about it. I mean, I played some Minecraft, I guess. There you go. I bought Minecraft on <laughs> Switch because I keep buying versions of Minecraft. <laughs> See, that's I, like, yeah, that's like, uh, that's like me with Skyrim. Yeah. I have it on every platform except Xbox. I'm I'm honestly surprised that I don't own Minecraft on my PlayStation yet. Uh, I did hop into the server, the Minecraft server. Yeah. And, uh, no one was there, and I got yeah. attacked by monsters. Yeah. Can you the... join it in Realms Cross Platform? No, he joined the modded one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's playing on it anymore. That that <laughs> died real fucking quick. I'm not gonna lie to you. We 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 lasted longer on Realms than we did on the modded server. Uh, I haven't been on the modded server in like a week, so 
I haven't been on in a while. Yeah, no one was there. I got attacked by monsters, and I hid in like a this area that was built by someone. I guess there was no floors or things inside, but uh, I hid there until morning. Was it just a big house? It it was like a it was like a stone building next to like a bunch of like garden stuff, like vegetables and wheat and stuff. I don't know. Next to and there was also like a pit of sheep next to it. I guess it would have been my mine and and my friend's house then, probably. Which one, which one was that? Was that the um the modern one? Mm. Oh, the, the modern one? one? Then, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's your place. Yeah, that's our place. Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, we haven't been on in 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 uh 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 forever. I haven't been on. Yeah, in a little bit. Brendan, what about you? What have you been playing? Leave Destiny for last, because we'll talk about that together. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, besides the obvious, what you just mentioned, um, yeah. I played a little bit um, today, actually, some God of War. Got back yes. into that. Game's absolutely amazing. And to beat um, that. Me too. I, me three. Because <laughs> I, I got it. I remember... Actually, I remember I got it right before we left for E3 last year. I remember because I was at GameStop that day, and it was only like 20 bucks. They're like, yeah, a bunch of PlayStation exclusive titles are on sale for like 20 bucks. And the girl behind the counter was trying to get me to buy Spider-Man. I was like, well, I already have it, and I've already beaten it, so I don't really want to buy it again. (laughs) Uh And then we like talked about it for a few minutes, and she goes, well, have you played like any of these other ones? And of course, Bloodborne was there. I was like, what? And she tried to tell me about that. I was like, oh, no, no. Trust me. (laughs) I know, I know what that board. is. I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that drug is. I can play it through blindfolded. Um, no, and then she was like, well, have you played God of War? I was like, I've actually been meaning to get around to playing that, you know, this, that, the other. And then she was like, well, it's only 20 bucks. I was like, 20 bucks? Hell yeah. So yeah. I bought it, and then I left it in the glove box of my friend's car, and I didn't get to play <laughs> it because I was out of town for like a week. And yeah, so I got back into playing that. Um, I was playing Uncharted 2. I finished the first game a while ago, and I've been trying to go through and finish all of them because I've never played four. I've heard four is really good, but I wanted to go through and finish the other games before playing four. So I'm about seventy percent of the way through two. I, but that game two is, is the best one. You, you're you're not a fan. It only frustrates me because the game is old, so the hitboxes yeah. when you're shooting people and the it's just horrible. And the Uncharted games, their combat, their gunplay has never been phenomenal. No, Naughty Dog's gunplay has never been great. It's not great in uh, Last of Us either. Yeah. Uh, the one thing about Uncharted 2 I want to bring up really quick is the Uncharted series in general that I've always really liked is the idea that somebody, some narrative person at Naughty Dog uh, said that when the screen is getting red, like, it's not mm. that it's not that uh drake is getting shot it's that his run is his luck is running out yeah uh that his luck is running out and when it runs out he's going to get shot and i've always liked that idea with like fps's because it doesn't make sense that he will get 30 bullets to the chest and then stand behind a corner and heal for 30 seconds you know yeah (laughs) it doesn't really track but I like the idea of it's like it's not that you're getting hit; it's that your luck is running out, and then when it runs out, you're gonna get hit. Then, yeah. Um, another thing I like about the Uncharted games is that they have a really good use of uh, like camera angles in those games. I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like 
and it's something that you know uh that i've noticed uh from other games they don't really do this but it's like you're you'll be climbing and instead of the camera just being like solely focused on you like when you're climbing in assassin's creed where the camera's just on you yeah it'll just show like a wide view of everything and yeah. it makes it a lot easier when doing a lot of the like jumping parkouring because it's like hey now i can actually see what i'm looking at and where i need to yeah, go yeah. as opposed to having like two seconds after i turn around and jump to see it before i fall to my death <laughs> um so yeah but i played a little bit of that then i got too frustrated with the hitboxes and stuff so i was like you know what i was kind of sitting around i was like i don't know what i really want to play so you know what I want to play some more God of War. So I was playing that, and at first I thought about starting over, but I was like, no, I'm going to just pick up where I left off. And so, yeah, I've been really enjoying – I really enjoy that. That game is very, very good. Um, And Norse, Norse mythology is just cool in general, so I like it. It, it um, is. You get to throw the axe and have it come back to you. Cool. That is pretty cool. I kind of feel like Thor a little bit. Yeah, but, right? um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I haven't really played. I don't think I really played anything else. Uh, you know, just some more Valorant. Um, a little bit of that. I haven't really played much. Yeah. How's that? Now that it's it's fully out. You know, it's 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 good. I like it. Um, it's. I heard they added a, a new map. Yeah, and it sucks. Because <laughs> mm. the problem with, like, most FPS games is that, you know, because, I mean, I, I, yeah, I play a lot of them. They, the problem with the map is they've added so many corners and angles. It's like there's the only, the hallways aren't very long. And when you have games that are first-person shooters, like Valorant and stuff like that, it makes it really hard to learn the map because there's so many turns, angles, and blind spots and everything that it makes it really, really hard to do that, and when you have characters where they have, like, one of the characters, Phoenix, he has a flash that he can literally curve around corners. Another guy, Breach, he has one that can go through walls. The new uh, person they added, Reyna, she has this orb that she throws out that can, like, they call it, they call it nearsighting you, so when you look at it, you just kind of see it's, like, basically a purple eye of Sauron, and there's this, like, purple, like, mist around <laughs> you, and you can't really see anything. I like that. Um, that's essentially it's the best comparison I can give you for it. Um, so it's really it really sucked, but um, I mean overall, you know, it's I actually I've been enjoying it. It is a lot of fun. You know, there are some issues like kind of here and there. Like some people, little op. I think they should maybe change like cooldowns on certain things, change this, change that. But overall, I've actually I've been enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I can actually tell you know they that's something that Riot does do decently is when they do listen. I mean, they they listen and they'll change something, so they just don't listen very well. <laughs> so they'll be like, "Oh, okay, we understand you don't like this thing. Okay, we'll change these things, but then we'll turn around and completely screw up something else." So it's like the new champion or agent, as she, they're referred to as in the game, Reyna, is like stupidly overpowered. Um, so it makes it like next to impossible to kill her. Um, but overall, I've been enjoying it. It's pretty good. Nice. All right. Uh, uh, what have I been playing? Uh, quite a few things, actually. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. I also played oh, a little bit I... of Pokemon Platinum. Uh, yes. From that um, emulator we have. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing Pokemon Platinum on emulators. Uh, we're going to 
we're gonna we're gonna have a race to see who can get farthest in it. And it uh, won't be me. <laughs> it won't be us. Well, it's gonna be one of our other friends because one of our other friends straight up is just looking up speedrun strats. I did that with some friends. We had a an emulator race with a, a Pokemon game. I forget which one, but it was also randomized. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, we're just doing platinum, just straight platinum. Um, one of our friends is. Like I'm, I'm like trying to just. It's it's not like a. I'm not treating it like a race race. I'm just like, I'm just gonna play the game how I normally would and see how far I can get. In a certain amount of time, and uh, one of our friends is straight up just doing speedrun strats and is yeah. gonna beat the game in like three hours. So yeah, exactly. Because he said the current world record is like three hours or something like that he goes but the run in the strats i'm doing it'll put me at about like four four and a half and i'm like all right you know calm down yeah <laughs> um it this actually this whole idea kind of sprouted from when we went to e3 last year sean yes. and i and one of our friends as as most things seem to <laughs> yes um it's just a whole origin point of things um yeah, it's our origin story. i think it was either was it my idea was it I don't remember whose idea it was. We were all just talking in Discord. But basically, we came up with this idea where we we played Pokemon Platinum. Um, was it Platinum? I think it was Diamond and Pearl. No, no, no. It was Platinum because we were going to do Pearl, but then I still have my original copy from when I played when the game mm. came out with, like, over 200 hours. Yeah. Like, I'm not erasing yeah. that. Yeah. And then our other friend, remember, uh, his copy wasn't working, but he was going to go buy a new one. But you had two copies of Platinum. You, 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 I uh, did. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? We're just gonna do. We're, we're just gonna. Yeah. We're just gonna do platinum, and so we had come up with this idea. Basically, like the rules were: were um, as soon as the plane took off from the airport, you could start playing, and then once the plane landed in California, like as soon as the plane touched down, you had to stop, and we were gonna see who would get the furthest. I thought I was gonna come in dead last. Can Sean won. Yeah, of course. won by a pretty significant yeah. margin. To be fair, he wouldn't have I think I won by, like, two gyms. Yeah, because I got stuck on the fighting gym. Yeah. Oh, I, then I only won by one gym, then. Yeah. You got stuck on the fighting one. Yeah. Because um, the problem was is that I beat everybody. I just kept losing to the uh, the gym leader, and I just got so frustrated. I was and like, you know what? Stuff. Screw it. Yeah. I just said, screw it. And then you were like, well, my DS is dead. Can I use yours to keep playing? I was like, yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I remember that. Um, I was I was, I was, was about to challenge Crasher or Crusher Wake, who's the fourth gym leader in Pistoria City. And uh, I'm just flexing a little bit with what I remember from Pokemon Platinum. Um, I was about to challenge him, and my DS died. Yeah, uh, and uh, I knew I, Brendan was sitting in the seat next to me, and he was mad. And I knew he Very wasn't going to be able to finish uh, the Veilstone gym. And I was like, "Look, you're not going to." Very quickly, I was like, "You're not going to beat that gym." He's like, "I know I'm not going to beat that gym. What's your point?" And I was like, "Can I have your DS so I can?" I think, like I objected the game and like threw it at him and just threw yeah, it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Listen." You're not going to beat that gym, but we don't know where our friend Josh is in the run, right? We don't know if he's before me or, or, or if he's ahead of me or if he's behind me. We need to cement my victory. I need your DS so I can play just a little bit more to get the fourth gym badge and win. And I, Brendan was like, fuck, whatever, take it. <laughs> he gave me the DS. I was so frustrated. <laughs> and I remember because I got stuck on the puzzle for the fighting gym. Actually, yeah, up a, yeah. I looked up a video on YouTube on how to beat it. In the airport in Dallas. <laughs> I was so frustrated because I just kept like 
what happens to me in those kinds of games and like when I get really frustrated in other games is like what I'll do is I'll just start bum rushing the challenge. I'm like, you know what? If I just give it enough goes, I'll be good, but I always fall short in like multiple areas and always just blows up my face. <laughs> so I, I was just like, I'm gonna and I was like, you know what? If I just keep throwing myself at it, I'll beat it eventually. That's how I beat Dark Souls 3. Um <laughs> I'm like, it'll work on Pokemon. This is just Pokemon. Two different ball, you know, two different ball games. But yeah, we're planning that. It'll be fun. Uh, I I have played a couple things. Uh, first of all, I played uh, the Summer and Mara prologue, which is the demo for Summer and Mara, which is coming out actually next week. And it's a uh, it's kind of like a uh, it's it seems almost it's it's a it's a three D kind of feels like Stardew Valley a little bit, but it's three D. It's kind of like I don't know if you've ever heard of my time with Porsche. Uh, I've heard of it. I never mm-hmm. played it. It's kind of like that. Summer of Mara is a summer adventure with farming, crafting, and exploring mechanics set in the tropical archipelago. It is a single-player experience in a calm, relaxing environment with a handmade look and an exciting narrative. You will be Koa, a little adventure girl who wants to explore the world that surrounds her. You have to take care of your own island, harvest your crops, create new tools and buildings, and sail with your boat to discover new islands and secrets. So it's cool. I played the little demo um, that they released, and it made me very excited to play the actual game. I like these kinds of games. The kind of very chill, farming, small town cast of characters, um, Stardew Valley-esque and uh, My Time at Porsche-esque. So I played the demo for that, and I'm going to be playing that game probably next week when it comes out. I also finally beat the Pokemon Shield main story, and I did the post-game story as well. Nice. I had forgotten Uh, that... He never finished that because yeah. I finished it before yeah. you and two of our other friends did. I zoomed through that game in like two days or three days or so. I played it a lot when it first came out. Um, so I like really wanted to talk about it, but then I had to keep telling, like, keep telling myself, I'm like, shit, Sean hasn't finished this game yet. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> and it's been like eight months. Uh, <laughs> really, I, I got. I was about to challenge the seventh gym leader, and I don't know what happened. I was about to challenge Piers, and Piers I don't know what happened. Boy. Piers the boy. And I just never beat it. I don't know why. I just never did. Um, I went down and I beat it in like a day and a half when I when I uh when I got my my when I got my switch. I every, said time I was, every time I saw Piers and I was fighting Piers in that game, I just kept thinking of Piers Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. I know. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I was just like, why is this the thing that's happening? Uh, but with Simon Cowell's voice? Yeah. So, beat Piers, went beat uh, Raihan. Um, I think that's how you say his name. I'm not sure. Uh, I usually say Raihan. Raihan sounds better. Uh, went and beat Raihan. Uh, he gave me a little bit of trouble. He was the first gym that gave me a little bit of trouble because I have no fairy types. Um, mm. I used a dragon type against him. I don't. I didn't have any dragon See, types either. When I when I beat it, because I remember Sean was saying he's like, yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge. I'm like, dude, it was easy. I one shot everything. But then I had also forgotten that one of my friends who beat the game before me. He gave me a dreepy. He traded me one. And uh, I oh yeah. See, all the I, way up. I had a dragapult too, which meant yep. And that... so I just. <laughs> I can hit him, but he can't really hit me. That's exactly what I did. I was like, hmm, this gym fights really, really hard. I was like, I was going into it, and 
for the life of me, I couldn't remember. I was like, well, he's mainly like dragon type. I'm like, what's super effective against dragon type? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, it's not fire. I'm like this, that, and the other. Didn't even occur to me that's weak ticket, its own type. Yeah. Like, oh, I just put, I just put, I forget what the final name is. It Dragapult? I don't remember. Yeah, oh. Dragapult. I just put my Dragapult out there. It was like level 63. And I was like, all right, one shot everything. <laughs> Because I think it's Dreaky, not Dreaky, Dreepy, uh, Dracloak, and then yep. Dragapult. Yep. My I really team. like the design of that Pokemon. It's cool. I'm trying. I'm it's on both of my sword and shield teams. Nice. Where's my team? Because I messaged Brendan. I added you on Discord with my team. Oh, um, uh, what was it? Are here you... it is. Okay. it's. Yeah. I had a, a Cinderace, a Corviknight, a Boltund, a Dreadnought, an Edogoss, and a Thievul. That was my team going into the uh going into the end game. Let me see. Uh but I, I, I beat beat uh uh Raihan. I beat Raihan and then I gotta say I love the replacement for the re- Elite Four. I, I th I felt uh, Victory Road doesn't really exist, so that was a little disappointing. Um you get you go you walk through that little snowy oh, yeah. bit, but I mean that was cool. That's also where you get um you, I don't know if you can get it because I have sword, but that's where you get Galarian Mister Mind. I don't know. I don't think I can get that. I have like field. three, so I can give you one. Um, All right. Uh, but I, thing... I. Oh, you know I what? Just... I did think I caught one there. I I think I caught one there. Yeah. I was gonna just say real quick, a bit of a tangent. Of like the newer Pokemon games, it's probably the only one I've ever played to completion. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't beat X and Y or Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun. And I Moon. had, I had them, and I played them for like twenty minutes. I didn't really get far. Um, well, actually, what was it? An Ultra Sun. I think I got, I finished like two or three of the gym challenges or whatever the things were. They weren't gyms. I forget what they were. I feel like they've made the games easier. No, they hundred percent. They made the games easier. I mean, and... like I said, the first time I struggled in Sword and Shield was on the eighth gym. I mean, and that wasn't even, I didn't even lose to, to Raihan. Mm. Um, I, I, uh, I, I beat him. Like, it just took me, uh, I had to revive a Pokemon, I think. That was literally it. Uh, went through the Victory Road area. It's not really Victory Road. It's like a, it's like, it's like a 10 minute walk. Rose, um, Rose Town. Yeah. Got oh, yeah. to the. Got to the final area. The uh, started the gym, the the actual Pokemon Championship. I love that. I hope they do that from now on because I think that works so much better than the Elite Four. I love that I got to fight my rivals in a big stadium with a big crowd. Yeah, that like was it, cool. it felt like a big moment because in every other game you're about to challenge the Elite Four and your rivals like one last Pokemon battle. Let's do it. And you're like outside, just yeah, in some grass. Yeah, and then like, you just kick his ass and you're like, wow, that guy made it to. And you know, everybody's watching like, wow, this guy made yeah. it to the Elite Four. Wow. All right, stop talking <laughs> about Hop like that. Uh, <laughs> and uh. But I like that it was like a big deal in this one in front of people. Like it, I don't know, I really enjoyed uh, battling them, beat all those people. I liked the idea of fighting the gym leaders again, but I mm -hmm. wish that that had been randomized. Uh, I think that would have been really cool because you have a set eight people, right? There are eight people that are in that eight, uh, seven gym leaders, and you because you beat one of the gym leaders before you start the tournament. So I wish they had, even if they didn't randomize the seed placement, they I wish that they randomized the winners. Yeah. 
so like you'd have a, an actually different experience uh than somebody else might so i i enjoyed i enjoyed that um went through all the story stuff all the stories very backloaded it all happens right at the end which it was weird because I was playing the game and I'm like, you'll like something will happen and the adults are like, you're a kid, you can't get involved. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, I am a kid, I shouldn't get involved. But it's so opposite every other Pokemon game. Yeah, and I mean, it I almost feels like weird. But I was like, yeah, I'm ten. Why would why would you count on me? This yeah, yeah. This isn't Telltale's The Walking Dead where everyone relies on Clementine. Yeah, yeah. So when they're like, you're 10, I'm not, I'm the champion. I'm going to go deal with this. Like, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like in 20 other games before this, I'm so used to being the savior of everything. And I'm like, at one point I was like, how come I don't get to have my grudge match that with the fate of the universe (laughs) at stake? You know, why don't I get to have my fate of the universe staking uh, of grudge match? And eventually I did get that at the end. I thought the story at the end was interesting. I wish they'd set it up more. I feel like it's very much just at the end. Um, I really like the stuff with Hop. I was really anti-Hop for a long time until... Well, actually... I like Hop uh, more than I guess most people are. I like... Yeah. Because he's he's your friendly rival of your three rivals. Yeah. Uh, and I like that he starts off kind of happy-go-lucky, like, yeah, I'm going to be the best. My brother's so cool. I'll be just like him. And then, like, over the course of the game, he's like, ah, maybe I fucking suck, you know? Maybe I'm garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of comes back in the end. He's he's a lot more competent in himself, but in a more respectful way than when he started. Yeah. And spoilers for the post-game. I really like that the post-game is essentially him finding a purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I like the idea of like Hop and the player character. Spoilers for the end of the story. The idea of Hop and the player I mean, character. Hopefully they beat it because they got five days until. Yes, before Isle of Armor comes out. But um, suppo- like I like the idea of in the past, the Heroes of Legend were the two legendary Pokemon. And in a way, Hop and the player character end up being like modern day versions of that with that they wield the pokemon the sword and shield pokemon i like that idea i kind of wish they'd set up hop more as a partner than a rival throughout the game uh more double battles because i thought that was cool i liked at the end that it was it was kind of like a team up at the end there were a lot of double battles with hop there were, even uh, though hop consistently uses his fucking fucking, sheep. yeah his sheep pokemon I'm like dude send out your starter at least uh you have you have the legendary dog. How are you bringing out yeah. <laughs> at first? <laughs> yeah, but um, I you I did like yeah, dude. Uh, I mean that's dedication. Yeah, but so I I dug that. I thought that was uh, I thought it was a good story. I liked the game. I'm ready for Isle of Armor in a couple days. Um, uh, I started two games. Uh, new playthroughs. Yeah. Before we get off of Pokemon, okay, uh, I want to say I did finish. Uh, I've had my teams up here right now. I beat Sword with uh, Cinderace, Eternatus, uh, Dragapult, Pangoro, uh, the lizard that has a guitar, the blue one. <laughs> I forget well, his I'm name. I'm gonna look at my team now. Now that you're mentioning it, <laughs> oh, what's his name? 
He's so cool. I have, I have no idea. The poison lizard with the guitar. I don't know his name, but he's cool. I might have a. Let me hold on. This is. I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> now I gotta I know what this name is. The problem is I nicknamed all my Pokemon. See, I only nicknamed yeah. starter. They're all named after Jedi Fallen Order characters. This is true. Except for Edelgoss, uh, who's named after Ray. Toxtricity. Okay, okay. Toxtricity oh, yeah. and Corviknight. And then I finished Shield with sort of the same team. Uh, I have Toxtricity. Uh, I have Cinderace. I have Dragapult. Pangoro. Uh, shit. Uh, the... The water starter, the final evolution of that. Uh, Inteleon. Inteleon and Hatterene. Oh, okay. Brendan, yeah. what did you beat the game with? So, a Corviknight, Dreadnaw, Cinderace, Dragapult. Um, I had one other in here, because right now I have... I don't know how to pronounce the sword... Legendary's name. I, I say, uh, Z- Z- uh, say Zacian or Zacian. Yeah, Zacian. That's normally what I go with. Um, and then Eternus. I I have. Uh, I forget who Zacian I switched out with, but that was pretty much my main team, which was just mainly Cinderace. Yeah, Cinderace. Yeah, because fire is still pretty strong. I yeah, like, but, but I like I like using and when I played Shiva, I like using Inteleon for most of it. Cinderace. Cool. Yeah. But uh fuck Grookey, dude. I'm not that's not for me. I don't want to spoil the most underwhelming of the three. <laughs> I don't want to spoil who the bad guy ended up being, but the bad guy ended up being he might as well have been the steel gym leader. Cause like yeah. every Pokemon he used was a steel type, so I just Cinderace just swept. Oh well yeah, because that's the thing, is as soon as I got the charcoal yeah. piece and I learned pyro ball, yeah. I remember yeah. I got pyro ball before you and yeah. Josh did, oh. and I was like, guys, when you level up your Cinderace and it gives you the option to use pyro ball, take that move and you will do nothing else in this game. And yeah. what you know. <laughs> and when I started with Inteleon, when I get to the wild area, the first thing I did was wonder trade just some random Pokemon so I could get a Cinderace not a Cinderace, but a the first evolution of it. Score bunny. Yeah, yeah. Just so I could keep that, keep that around, because they get people give those things out like like candy yeah. while they shiny hunt. Oh yes, oh yes. I saw so many videos of people as soon as they started playing, they encountered their Wooloo, and their first Wooloo they encountered the first Pokemon in the entire game they encountered was shiny. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm, I'm gonna move us along because we have so no. much to talk about. Um. We're going to have to do a Pokemon episode at some point, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then the last thing that I played this week with Brendan is we got back into Destiny 2. With, oh, boy. <laughs> with the new season that started, Season of Arrivals, uh, Destiny 2 started their, their new season this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read some stuff that I got off the website. A dark omen enters our system and a signal howls through the emptiness of space. Darkness begins to reveal itself on Io, and within the heart of the cradle, in the shadow of the pyramid ship, you must search for answers. So pretty much ever since 2014, I believe is when Destiny 1 launched in 2014. Um, ever since 2014, there has been this looming threat of the darkness. These yeah. Dorito ships, if you will, um, that are that are always there, always waiting. And no one knows what they are, what's no. going on. 
All we know is they hate the Traveler, and the Traveler's with us. So they're coming. Um, And they came in the last, uh, in the the opening to the season. They showed up, uh, and they started their invasion. And so in this season, we are collecting uh, engrams, which are like, uh, I don't know what the lore explanation for an engram is, but it's, it's, there's loot sources. It's where you get your gear. And the engrams that we're getting this season come from the darkness. So we're getting weapons from the darkness. And uh, we played quite a bit of that. I leveled up a ton. I think I'm sitting at 1016 power right now or something I like that. I have two characters now that are both at 1010. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, they dropped a new dungeon called Prophecy. Uh, mm-hmm. The pyramid ships are approaching, and you must venture wherever answers lie. Enter the realm of the nine, a dimension where the world, the rules of your world, no longer exist. Face hordes of taken and manipulate reality to solve intricate puzzles. What was what was once above is now below, and what 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 was once light is now dark. Looks crazy. Uh, Brendan and I are staying relatively spoiler free on it. We don't really know what happens yeah. in it until we do it. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't run it yet. No, we're going to have to, though, because it's leaving at the end of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to come back, but they said that in September, when the new expansion comes out, they have to do some back-end stuff that is going to require them to take out the dungeon for a couple months and then bring it back, hopefully, uh, in, like, November. So we're going to have to beat it before September, or else we're going to have to wait. Yes. And the other big I'll... thing that we did this week—oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's also recommended power level 1040, so— yeah, but I mean the deals the or the new season started on Tuesday and I'm ten sixteen and you have two characters at ten ten. I think we can make it. <laughs> oh uh, no, I, I oh oh yeah. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I mean it's like they've they definitely yeah. added some stuff. It was really weird because until you hit a thousand power level, it was really quick. Drop, yeah, the thing that would drop pinnacle gear wouldn't show up for you. So like your, oh, crucible, yes. your weekly crucible stuff like that wouldn't show up. Yeah. I played some PvP today. That was a mistake. But I got some uh, stuff done. <laughs> I think I'm, That's your first mistake. I think I completed like four of the eight bounties I need for Shax this week. So I'll do some okay. more tomorrow. Um, the other thing we did this week is we did the Pit of Heresy, which was a dungeon that came out oh, yes. with uh, Shadowkeep? Shadowkeep, yeah. It was a yeah. Shadowkeep dungeon. So it came out about a year ago almost. Uh, a year ago in like four months. Mm. Uh, wow, that dungeon is awesome. It was... It was really funny because we went into it completely blind. We only looked up like two things, and they were yeah. The first things. thing, the first like, thing, it's because we were correctly. morons. Yeah. We were just like, what? Like, I yeah. The first thing we looked up is we were just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Why the fuck didn't we think to do that? And the second thing was we looked it up and we were like, oh, we were right. We're just not good at the game. Uh, <laughs> it was like we were doing it right. We just need to do it good now. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the pit heresy, some of the best level design. Yeah, yeah I've run it twice now since, and I've memorized the entire thing. The it's second, the second encounter, the big, the big second encounter is uh, you're walking down this fucking hallway, and then you kind of enter into this maze, and you're like, um, you're like, huh. That's weird. We're like in a maze. Do we have to find our way? And then, t- like, two unkillable ogres come around the corner and start blasting you. And you have to sneak around this maze, avoiding the ogres, trying to, like, open this door. It is, um, yeah. uh, 
Uh, so if um, actually to finish the Xenophage quest line, you have to go through, and there's a secret boss in that area you have to kill. And yeah, so, yeah. The last few steps for it are in that area, and it was actually really cool doing that boss fight because I hadn't done it, so I watched Dado's video on it. And basically, it gave you these inactive buffs, and what you had to do was you, there was a pit, or there was a, a light you would grab in the middle, and you had to drop the, your orb in the correct uh, node, and then you could, so there was a thunderous, neutral, fiery, and abyssal, and when you dropped it in the correct node, you could damage the boss, but only with that specific damage type. So if it was neutral, it was kinetic damage. If it's fiery, solar, thunderous, arc, or abyssal is void, and that's how you have to finish the fight. And it was actually, it was really cool. It was really, really cool to do it. The people I ran it with, <laughs> they were kind of idiots when I was explaining it to them, because in the, the room before, they have like a small model of it, so that way you know what it looks like before okay. you go in it. And I explained that to them. They're like, oh, okay, so they grabbed their orbs, and then they ran back to that room and are like, why can't I put it in? You're like, no, <laughs> that's the wrong <laughs> And it took but, us, like, not even five minutes to do it. It's pretty cool. Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode... Are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years. As we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SEN After Live, our SEN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian, Brett, and the rest of the crew talk about, and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SEN After Live channel. Talk to you then. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merkwood Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. 
every week. Just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Mercury Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? Yeah, but so we, uh, uh, we, we did all that stuff. Yeah. That was very cool, very cool dungeon. We're very excited to do Prophecy when we get the chance. But Absolutely. we got to level up some more first. Uh, those are the games that we've been playing, but we're not going to break yet because, guys, it's been we're like 50 minutes into the show and we're not even close to being done. Uh, we have so much to talk about, so we're going to keep going a little bit more before we get to break. First thing we're going to fly through that I want to talk about is that uh, we missed some releases last week because we did not have we a did. show. So I just want to run through what we missed. Uh, Project Warlock, which is a weird Doom-esque shooter, uh, coming out, uh, it came out June 9th on PS4, June 11th on Nintendo Switch, and June 12th on Xbox. I'm gonna be picking it up for the Switch. Probably, I thought it looked really cool, so I will. When I pick it up on my Switch, I will talk about it. Uh, I think I'm probably gonna pick it up because I thought it looked really cool. Uh, Yeast uh, Memories of Celsetta uh, or Celsetta uh, came out June 9th on PS4. I believe that's a game that's been out on PC uh, for a while, but they just put it out on PS4. I th- think that was the scenario because i feel like i've seen it on steam before uh memories of salsetta yeah i believe that's already on steam um i don't play yeast though neither i've never played any of those uh and then samurai showdown june 11th came out on pc on the epic game store and they also they also released the neo geo collection on the epic game store which includes samurai showdown uh one two three four amakusa's revenge five five special and five perfect apparently I don't know anything about this series. It took me like 20 minutes to figure out what was in the Neo Geo collection. And if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. But I'm pretty sure that's what it, what's in it. The information was not anywhere useful. Uh, They're just now, fight games. Yeah. Now that the games are out, they might actually be somewhere useful. But I, I, don't, uh, I don't think so. We're going to jump past the PS4 stuff for now. Okay, we're going to get to that in a minute because I want to go down and I want to talk about two things before we get into the uh, the before we get into the game reveals. There are two pieces of news or three pieces of news I want to talk about. The first thing we're going to fly through is that EA is putting their games on Steam. Uh, EA is the, the era of exclusivity pretty much ended with um, with uh, 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 what's the game that came out? Jedi Fallen Order is the one that I think of because that's the one that came out on Steam that I can think of. So I'm just going to run through a list of games that they put out on Steam. Uh, Star Wars Battlefronts 1 and 2, Battlefield 3, 4, Hardline 1 and 5, which is such a weird naming convention, but I swear to you, I just, I read them in release order. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there technically was never a Battlefield 1. No. But... Battlefield 1 is the one that takes place in World War 1. Uh, yeah, that's why they did it with the... And five is V because they used the Roman numeral for that game and that game alone. Um, this is not as bad as Black Ops Four with the yeah. four lines. That's not how Roman numerals work. No, no. Uh, Mass Effect Three and Andromeda are now on Steam. Command and Conquer Remastered Collection came out for the first time. Yep. We talked about that, but that that is also on Steam. Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition are on Steam. Crisis 3, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Heat, and Need for Speed Rivals. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, Unravel, Sea of Solitude, Fae, Unravel 2, Burnout Paradise Remastered, and Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Uh, so big you fan. Be your glitchless Mirror's Edge run. Yes, your glitchless Mirror's Edge run. I haven't heard anything about that game since it released. Have I played that game? I know I, I played the first one. 
I don't know. Um, but anyways, I just want to go ahead throw out. I suggest highly recommend Dragon Age series and the Mass Effect series. I like all the Dragon Age games. I like all the Mass Effect games. Say what you will about Andromeda. Fuck you. I liked it. Uh, say what you will about three. Only the last ten minutes of three sucked. The rest of it is pretty okay. Uh, no, no, no. It comes from Bioware, and they they they, they make good games. Mass Effect so one and two on Steam already. They were already on Steam. Uh, three and Andromeda were the only ones that were not on Steam. Yeah. Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Origins Awakening, Awakening, which is the DLC, likewise were also already on Steam. Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition were the only ones that were not on. Um, I think Dragon Age 2 is the low point in the Dragon Age series. Uh, I think Origins dips down to um, 2 and then goes back up for Inquisition. Highly recommend those that series as well. Uh, is there any series uh, on now that EA is putting their games on Steam? If people are Steam-exclusive gamers... If they don't like the origin stuff, is there any game series on here that you guys would recommend? Um, or a not, game itself? I mean, not off the top of my head. Like, I've played, I mean, I played all the Battlefield games that are now on Steam. I've played except, or I've owned and really actually played except for Hardline. I only played the beta of that, which I actually remember playing the beta on PC with you, Sean, way back yes. in the day. I don't know if you remember yes, that. Yes, I remember that. Because I remember I drove a uh, a little ATV into an elevator, went up to the roof, and then drove off the roof on the ATV. Yes, you did. And uh, I also did. remember we were playing and your game kept crashing. <laughs> yes, yes. I had a shitbox PC at the time. Yeah, it was hilarious. Not much has changed. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember we were in Skype, too. Um, yes. Wow. Holy shit. It's been a throwback. while. The ancient software. Uh, yeah, no, the forbidden software. Um. I mean, nothing really at the top of my head. Battlefield 3 is really, really good. The campaign, I believe I finished the campaign for that. Yeah, I did. It was really good. I like that. Uh, the Battlefield 4 campaign is very, very good. I like that one a lot. I didn't finish the Battlefield 1 or 5 campaigns, but I heard they were pretty good. Uh, I mean, Battlefield 1's multiplayer wasn't phenomenal. A lot of the, There were a lot of issues with it. Um, Battlefield 5 was better. Um, but so Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 3 are my favorite ones. Uh, other than that, I mean, like, you know, besides, like I said, Jedi Fallen Order, I do highly recommend that, because that game is phenomenal. Okay. Um, other than that, oh, then, I mean, like, Battlefront 2, the new one, since they've, no, they've updated it. Good, yeah, yeah they, they've done a lot of work to it since it came out, and it's actually a really good game now, so. And next week, we will be talking about, uh, Star Wars, what is it called? What's the game called that's coming out? Uh, they just revealed it. It's something um, pilots? Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is what it's yes. called. Uh, they're announcing it on Monday, so we will talk about it on next Friday's show. Cool. Uh, Tyler, is there any game on that list uh, that you would recommend now that it's on Steam? Uh, no. All right, fair enough. Uh, moving along, we're going to jump down to the very bottom of the rundown now. And we're going to go over really quickly. We have to bring this up because Tyler and I are massive fans of the series. Kingdom Hearts, they put out some more news on oh, the, yes. on their new, new mobile game coming out, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, which is going to be telling us the story of the villain of the series, uh, Master Xehanort. We're going to be learning his origin story through this game. And there was a uh, there were some gameplay reveals. We see that it's a card-based system, which we kind of already knew, but yeah, we they showed us a little bit more. It was the actual deck building screen yeah there was like a bestiary as well i think i was listening to a podcast that said there was a bestiary i don't think i saw it but, yeah, there, uh, there definitely is one there's like they, they showed one I've seen okay it. cool uh 
so the gameplay looks interesting there's some story stuff that's questionable <laughs> uh and in that i don't know how it works out timeline wise but i never yeah. know how it works out timeline wise in kingdom hearts so i don't think anyone knows um i just look i uh, will figure it out when uh when the game comes out they just revealed 15 minutes ago the the uh cover art for the screen like the uh they they just they i'm posting it in our, our, our group chat uh they just revealed that, and they said, we're going to keep revealing more each day, so don't miss it. So I guess they're going to keep revealing more tomorrow. I think the launch is coming up. I yeah. guess. Uh, Even though it got delayed, I wonder, I wonder till when. Yeah, it got, well, it was supposed to come spring 2020, so we're past the delay point. Yeah, we're in summer. We're in summer. So delaying it could mean it's coming out soon. I think we're gearing up to it. I would expect it launches by July, personally, I think. Uh, it'll launch by July. Do you ever bet on that? Uh, I'd give it till maybe August. Maybe August. Okay. Maybe late July. Uh, and then the other thing is we got some character reveals. Uh, they started off by revealing Xehanort and Ericus, and I was like, uh, what, bitch? We knew they were in the game. It's like the entire selling point in the game. Uh, and then they showed off the other side characters who are in the going to be in the game. There is Bragi, who is like a redheaded dude that looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah. here's the problem. There's character in the game named Bragg and this guy's name is Braggy and it makes me very uncomfortable that their yeah, name is so if, you, if you're in the Kingdom Hearts you know the importance of uh, names and the arrangement of letters yes and so you know who knows I don't think he has anything to do with Bragg Bragg but who fucking knows you know <laughs> Nomura could fucking do anything if they're introducing you, we saw nobodies but now there's other buddies and other buddies have the same name know. as you but the letters are rearranged uh and Bragi is Bragg's other buddy uh not to mention isn't there other body i was gonna say aren't yeah. there new characters coming out or yes so Bragi is one of the new characters there's also another character named hermid Herm- uh, uh he's right on. next to Bragi. he's got the He's like a big boy, Black I think. Over here, yellow. I'm telling you, Ephemer's kid. Uh, I I think that's Ephemer's not kid, but descendant. Uh, I think I think uh, Hermod is descended from uh, uh, from from Ephemer, and er- and Ericus is descended from Brain. Uh, I think those two don't make it out of the Age of Fairy Tale. Which Brendan's like, what are you talking about? Uh, I swear, what I'm saying <laughs> makes sense, Brendan. If you know. If you know Kingdom Hearts, what I'm saying makes sense. Uh, well, well, guess what? I don't. Don't worry. This <laughs> yeah. is all after the Keyblade War, and, but also after Daybreak gets turned into Scala, however long that may have taken. Yeah, because Daybreak is underneath Scala. Yeah, it's upside down. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, there's Erd. Erd is the girl in that picture that's got, like, the collar that goes up to her face. Yeah, that seems uncomfortable, girl. Yeah, um, listen, if I knew more, like, there are definitely people out there that are being like, hey, here's what all of this means. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. They're, like, they're like, dissecting their names, because they're based yeah. on, like, kind of God. No fucking clue. Place. And I'm with, I'm with Mel, I don't know if you saw Mel's tweets from I the did not. reports. But uh, I'm definitely agree with her when I say that I need more than a name to sort of yes. figure out what these people are about. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, and then finally, there's a little girl whose name is Vor. So, yeah, Vor. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, apparently it's Vare, but bullshit, it's V-O-R, and there's no, no accent no, mark. Color Vore until someone says their name to me. Yeah, there is no accent mark on that O. It is just a fucking O. That's just Vor. That is her name is Vor. Yeah. They took a little girl and they named her Vor. I, well, it's also got the same spelling. Well, she has the same spelling as Vor from Warframe, and that's pronounced Vor. <laughs> uh, I will point out something I've just noticed right here, right now. Xehanort uh, looks jacked as hell. No, Xehanort does look jacked as hell. That is true. But I did just notice, if you look at the thing on Vor's chest, she has the same symbol that Ericus does. Yeah, I don't see that symbol on anybody else. Uh, we actually, also can't see everyone else. I think someone pointed out that it's actually also on uh, Bragi. It's like hanging really low. It's right next to Vor's head. Kind of okay. this thing. I don't know if you can make it out. I, can, I think I can kind of see it. I'd like a better look at it. Oh, I think I can kind of see it. But it looks like it's almost in silver on him. Let's see. I, I, I think when we finally get a good look at the characters, uh, it'll help. Instead of them blocking each other in the frame, you know? Yeah. But uh, I do also think it's interesting that if you look at Hermod and Ericus. Okay. Wait, hold on. Here's definitely a better shot. Oh, you got better sh- a better shot of them? Because uh, they did the, they revealed the. Oh, those screenshots. screenshots. Uh, where is this chat at? Here we go. Um, you can see him. You can see it on him in the back as well. It's on his waist for sure. And this confirms what I was talking about. Um, look at. I'm look. I'm not saying that it means something, but I am saying that Ericus and Hermod are wearing almost the exact same outfit, except uh, different colored. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is maybe the Blue Bloods all wear the same kind of uniform. Maybe. Because Ericus or uh, Xehanort doesn't wear that same exact uniform. He has some flavor to it. Uh, Vor is definitely wearing something else. Uh, Bragi's definitely wearing something else. I think Erd is the closest, but I still think it's different. Um, so I'm, what I'm saying is Hermod and Ericus are wearing pretty much the exact same outfit. Just yeah. different colors. And Ephemer is the only other character in this franchise that is not an old man that has, like, silver hair that's not Xehanort. Um, all I'm saying is that he looks a hell of a lot like Ephemer. Uh, <laughs> but we'll find out. Yes. That's hopefully, our Kingdom Hearts Hopefully the story for this is a bit faster. Yeah, uh, God. Is named characters. Uh, you do see these characters in your party uh, during some of the screenshots. So... And these are new characters too is something i'm a little frustrated with is we have a cast of a thousand characters and they when they first revealed the 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 dark road screenshot they you could see ericus and xehanort in it but they kind of blurred everybody else out so you're like oh we're gonna find out who some of these other characters that we like that are on the periphery that we know about like we're, they're gonna show up in this game and we're gonna get some more background on them no we're just throwing another four characters in there yeah, we. I mean, now, we just uh, we not just, but we we were showing off new characters for the previous mobile game. There's still a bunch of questions about those people that I, I really want to know about before we hop into a new cast of of. Characters. And there's all this stuff with Yazora. There is, there is uh, so mention, many things. These going are on. these are the students. We don't know their teacher. Oh Christ. And I mean, if they don't go to, if they don't go the lazy route and do the black hood, then we'll probably see a face. Hopefully, 
And obviously something has to happen to these people because they're not around when Terravent is an Aqua training, so Yeah. Uh yikes. Uh Alright, we're gonna we're gonna get off Kingdom Hearts. That was our Kingdom Hearts discussion. We'll keep you guys updated with the Dark Road news, and I cannot wait for it to come out and to finally start learning how Xehanort became the Dark Seeker. Next thing we're gonna talk about before we go to break is we're gonna talk about the future of Destiny 2 because they had their big unveiling. The yes, Destiny 2 did. unveiling. We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to go to break, and then we're going to talk about all the game review uh, reveals that have happened over the last couple of days. So starting with Destiny 2, this summer, we got some calendar stuff. This summer, from July 7th to September 22nd, they're going to be running the Moments of Triumph, which is a uh, event they run where if you do a certain amount of objectives, you get to buy a shirt. And actually, Brendan, I'm wearing my shirt right now from last year. Very nice. I have both of my shirts there in my closet yes. right now. My other shirt is hanging up in my closet, but I am wearing my shirt from last year. Uh, so this year, I'm hoping we're gonna get a th- we're gonna be getting a third shirt. Uh, what color do you think we're gonna get this year? Because first it was white. This one was like a burgundy r- maroon red. Um, what do you think is gonna be the color this year, Brendan? Blue. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It kind of works. Uh, I'd like a green one eventually. You know, I feel like I, I feel like either you know I'm gonna say either blue. I feel blue more. I think blue strong. works with what's coming up. You know, with the light and stuff. Yeah, I want to say either blue. I hope they don't do another white one because the first one no. we got was white. I like the red. The red was better, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. I agree. Um, can't see my sweat as much. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it matches the red hoodie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The infamous. Um, you know why I wear red pants? Exactly. So my um, to be blue. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think blue. It'll probably be uh, yeah. blue and... I want to say blue and white, but I don't think it would because they stick with the gold, so probably blue and gold. Yeah, and I don't think there's any way I don't get the shirt. Just with... <laughs> The way we are, Brendan, we always get the shirts. Well, because we every time, the last three times it's come out, we're like, "Wow, this is a lot of work. I don't know if we'll be able to get it." And we get it within like the first week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, I want one that took shirt. Me a little, the first one took me a little bit longer than I thought. I remember this. Was it the first one or the second one that one of our friends? It took him like his took like several months. Oh yeah, to, to get, get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, also every year it gets easier because every year more of the triumphs are stuff that we've already done in the game. Yeah, you know, and you don't have to go running through something as boring as like the infinite forest. No, uh, from August 11th to September 8th, they're going to be running the Solstice of Heroes event, which is you get this special armor and you kind of do missions and like objectives to level up the armor, and it usually looks really cool. And then it'll be this time. And then as soon as the Solstice of Heroes ends, the armor becomes completely irrelevant and we never use it, it again. Yeah, it's completely so, irrelevant and garbage. This is the third time we, we're going to be being, we're going to be tricked into leveling up that armor. I really hope that they keep it this year. Because yeah. twice before I've leveled up that armor, spent a month leveling up that armor and being so proud of myself. And then the expansion comes out and I'm immediately getting rid of it. <laughs> so... I I hope that they actually well with they're adding in a uh, transmog so yeah. that'll that'll help. Uh, so they announced a whole lot during their Future of Destiny two live stream on uh, Tuesday. The first thing oh, yeah. launching September twenty second, Destiny two Beyond Light. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff here that I'm going to read out. 
Uh, first of all, a new power is born out of the ancient pyramid ship above Europa's frozen frontier, and a dark empire has risen beneath. United under the banner of the fallen Kell of Darkness, Aramis, join your fellow guardians and bring down the empire at any cost, even if it means wielding the darkness itself. So I have to say right here on the podcast right now, Brendan, you were right. We're getting darkness. I sunglasses. told you. I said it I wasn't happening. I've been telling you for years. I didn't think You should have listened. I didn't I... listen. I will say, me and one of our other friends we play Destiny with for years have been saying, We will be getting one, we will be getting one, we will be getting one. And what did you say? What, what did I, you, what, what, what are you doing? And then, in, him my say? De- in my defense, all right, my track record's been pretty fucking good with this game. Uh, I, I will give you that, yeah, but, but I, will, I will, I will give you this one. You were right, I was wrong. I didn't think they were gonna let us use the darkness. I'm happy oh, they are. Yes, I'm a, very excited. We're going to be getting darkness subclasses. Uh, the whole thing is in Destiny. You're a guardian, you've been resurrected by the light of the traveler, and you have powers. Uh, you draw on the light of the traveler. Now we're going to be drawing on the darkness. Um, yeah, as the new th- a lot of stuff on Tuesday, they did, yes. So as the new threat emerges, so too does a mysterious new power, Stasis. And this is a big deal because not only is this the new subclass, it's also a new damage type. And we haven't gotten a new damage type since 2014 when Destiny 1 came out. There are three damage types right now, Arc, Solar, and Void. And with Beyond Light, we're going to be adding a fourth damage type into the mix with Stasis, which is a massive deal. It's never happened before. Six years of these games. Um... Rudin and Darkness Guardians will wield this new elemental power alongside Arc, Solar, and Void, summoning epic supers to dominate the battlefield. Titans, Warlocks, and Hunters each use stasis in a different way, from slowing down foes with stasis fields to encasing and shattering enemies with destructive might. Um, I just went over that because we were talking about the Darkness subclass already. I'm so excited to be using the Darkness, Brendan. It's going to be so What did I tell you? What did I, I, what have I been telling you? I was never against it, but I didn't think they'd do it. I I know. know My argument was always, I don't think they'll let us do it. Yeah. You just turn on your lightsaber. It fell over and I was grabbing it and I accidentally did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No. See, I've been telling you for a while. Yeah, you have that been saying is... for a while that this was going to happen. And I remember when they did that whole split where you could either side with the Vanguard or the Drifter, and I went with the yeah. Drifter. Well, you gave me yeah. a whole bunch of flags. Also, that was suspicious as shit, right? Like, but I'm... Was also look, right. Yeah. Well, uh, it ended up being that <laughs> neither side was in the wrong in that one. But, um... Not right. Whatever Drifter, you Drifter is a fucking sketchy dude. But, anyways, I do want to go back for a second because I did bring up that on Europa, the Fallen have gathered under the ba- the banner of the Fallen Kell of Darkness, Aramis. We're bringing back the Kell stuff. We're bringing back the Fallen for this expansion. Yes. We haven't really had that in a while. It was kind of in... It was, it was very loosely in Forsaken. We kind of talked about the well, Kells in, a little um, bit. Well, in the House of Wolves DLC... Well, that, yeah. One. It's been like seven years since that. Or oh, four, no, no. Six yeah. years, you know? I mean, we had it there, but like... yeah. Um, I here's my thing, Brendan. Here's my here's my hot prediction for you. Yeah. What if Varix comes back? That would be sick. What if Varix comes back? We defeat Aramis and we get Varix to unite the the fallen uh the fallen you know cows and their groups to fight against the darkness. That would be cool. Us. 
I'm just saying. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm just saying. We could use some allies. Uh, I was also right that the war, I think I'm right at least, unless they pull a massive reveal at the end of Beyond Light, doesn't look like we're going to be resolving the war in the expansion. Uh, which I was saying, and one of our friends was like, no, it's been building up for too long. They have to do it in this expansion. And I was like, there's no way it happens in this expansion alone. Uh, but uh so we're gonna be going to europa which is one of the moons of jupiter no saturn wait what what moon is it <laughs> i don't know it's one of the moons it's not saturn because that's where the where the the dreadnought it's a is. moon it's europa or jupiter europa too. yeah jupiter yeah so the it's the moon of, of the four galilean moons over yeah. jupiter so um, the splintered houses of the Fallen have rallied and built their new empire on the icy moon of Europa, brave the unrelenting glacial frontier, infiltrate the Golden Age Braytech facility, and uncover the secrets that lie deep under the ancient ice. And in that Braytech facility, Brendan, is the new raid, the Deep Stone Crypt. Below yes. the frozen tundra of Europa lies the Deep Stone Crypt. For decades it has remained dormant. Your fire team approaches, or cautiously really approaches, to the deep weapon stone. raised. And the final plan is set in motion. So the Deep Stone Crypt, for people that don't know, that aren't deep Destiny Destiny lore people. In Destiny, there's... Yeah, for you, Tyler. Yeah. There's a race called the Exo. You can play as the Exo, and they're robots. The, wor the worst race in the game, to be honest. Exos are, like, I believe humans that had their consciousness so uploaded into robot yeah. bodies, Essentially, right? what they are is they're, they're robots. They have human consciousness to them. Yeah, I believe that's kind of the premise to it. Most exos, sometimes you'll see exos that have a number behind them. Yes, and the number behind them signifies the number of times they've been reset. But most exos, they keep a journal where they yeah. write down all of their memories and stuff. So in the event that when they get reset, they can still remember things because they have a journal. And yes, it's, it's ironic because the weaponsmith for the game is named banshee 44 meaning he's been reset 44 <laughs> times and that is without being revived by a ghost yes. that is that is if an exo dies 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 without being revived by a ghost and then they're reset right isn't that when they gain a number i think so it's yeah. not just it's not just die and revive by ghost otherwise our characters would be <laughs> would be Close. 100 yeah so it's if you die and you're not revived you're rebooted and you add yeah. a number uh there was a character for a long time named Cade six uh he died yeah. in forsaken fan favorite fan favorite i'm telling you brendan we're walking into the deep stone crypt and we're walking out with Cade seven brendan i'm gonna be really angry if they do that because I'm, in my opinion it everything that was done with forsaken just gets thrown out the window no, we're coming stupid. out we're walking out with Cade seven it's been two years since he died i can't step foot on the tower because i'm afraid of zavala trying to make the hunter a uh the hunter vanguard a common like, thing yeah all the like there's this whole bit of lore where the hunters don't want to be replaced Cade six he was like yeah, the leader of the yeah, hunters it's, it's in canon that yeah none of the hunters want to become the leader of the hunters so they're all avoiding the base so that they don't be made they, they're not like the way the hunter vanguard is chosen is you lose a bet like you make the vanguard dare with somebody and if you lose then you become the hunter vanguard because hunters hate having to take like positions of bureaucracy so much that you have to lose a bet in order to become the hunter vanguard um 
But yeah, so we're going to the Deepstone Crypt finally. That is where the Exo's personalities are stored below Europa. Uh, we haven't known where it was for the longest time, but we just kind of found out where it was. So I'm telling you, Brendan, we're walking in. We're walking out with Cade 7 with us. I uh, really hope not. That'd be such, that'd be very disappointing. I'm telling you, Cade 7, Cade 7. Uh, the other thing that I was kind of right about uh, is the Destiny Content Vault, which is going yes. to be a new thing. Uh, which I'm I, very, very excited for that. That's going to be cool. I talked about how they should bring Destiny 1 content into Destiny 2. I didn't get all of the details of the Destiny content vault right, but I got some of it. Um, so Destiny 2 is too large to efficiently update and maintain at this point. These are numbers that I got on the website. There are nine destinations, which are the maps, right? So there's nine zones, 40 story missions, 54 adventures, 42 lost sectors, which are little mini dungeons, kind of. Um, they're just little areas with a boss fight. Yeah, they're, they're little explorable areas that have a boss fight. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. There are 17 strikes, which are mini dungeons, 31 PvP maps, 12 one-off special activities, 7 raids, 6 uh, gambit arenas, which is like another game mode, and 3 fully-sized dungeons. Destiny 2 is up to 115 gigabytes, and it's growing by approximately 25 gigabytes a year, according to Bungie. Uh Instead of building a Destiny 3 and leaving Destiny 2 behind, they want to keep one single evolving world, which I have said, I was fucking right. I kept saying they're not going to do Destiny 3, and I, people kept telling me they're going to do Destiny 3. They're going to be do Destiny 3. And they came out and said there is no Destiny 3 on the map. They have no plans of putting another number on the box. And that's something you and I, we've talked about before, because I said, yeah. you know, because I, I had said, I was like, I think it would be interesting if they did something similar to like World of Warcraft, where World of Warcraft is the same game that came out all those years yeah. ago. They just keep adding. Oh, just expansion. make it an MMO, yeah. Essentially, uh, yeah. Just just keep adding expansions to it, and I think it's good because if you go and you make a Destiny three, at this point in time, they've done, yeah. exactly. So you, there's so much time, effort, and energy put into Destiny two. Yeah. There's no reason to make a third game. You would be wasting your time at that point. Because then so, they would have to, you'd have to completely restart all over again. You'd have to try yep. to a whole new story and everything. It's like, why not just build off of what you already have and just keep going? Instead so in, of stopping and making a whole new thing. Yeah, and in order to do that, every year they're going to cycle older, less actively played content out of the live game and into what they're calling the Destiny Content Vault. So yeah. the Destiny Content Vault is going to include all the content from Destiny 1 and anything that is cycled out of Destiny 2. And every year they're going to be bringing back uh, activity and destination content from the Destiny Content Vault. So this year, the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1, which was the starting area, is going to be returning as well as its three strikes, which is something I have been calling that they're going to bring an area from Destiny 1 back into Destiny 2 for the longest time. And I was right. Uh, on September 22nd, 2020, Cosmodrome will be a selectable, explorable destination, but not yet at its full Destiny 1 size, and one of its strikes will be available. During Season 13, which is going to be in about November-ish, Cosmodrome is going to be fleshed out to the size of Destiny 1 Year 1, and the Devil's Lair and the Fallen Saber strikes will be returning. And then, in year four, they're going to be bringing back the original uh, raid, the original raid from Destiny 1, the Vault of Glass, and putting it into Destiny 2. I'm so excited, Brendan. 
I cannot I wait still, to go back oh. into the Vault of Glass. Oh yeah, I can finally actually do Vault of Glass because Oh I, yeah, you've never I'm done like it. you. Yeah, I'm like you. Yeah, I didn't play a lot of D1 because I knew nothing about it and all my yeah. friends like they were like, "Oh, you should play Destiny with us." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I would go and I would play with them. But then the thing would be is that I was like, "Okay, they would be like super high level doing all this stuff, and then they're like, well, here, we'll help you out with some of the like story missions and stuff, and they would just power level me through everything, so I was like, well, now I just kind of feel like empty. I'm like, well, this, I haven't really done anything, so. Yeah. But no, I, I'm very excited, because we're going to be bringing some stuff back that's going to be freaking sweet. Well, Brendan, maybe we finally get Gallarhorn back. I mean, might as well. You brought back every, almost every. Like, can you imagine if Gallowhorn drops from the Vault of Glass? That would be sick. That yeah. would be so sick. Make it the raid exclusive. Yep. Uh, that would be sick. So, with all of these things being added in, the game, again, like they said, is getting too big. They gotta start taking stuff out. So, with the launch of Beyond Light, September 22nd, 2020, Mars, IO, Titan, Mercury, and the Leviathan, which is the raid, uh, one of the big raid areas right now. And all of their supported activities are going to be removed from the game and put into the Destiny content vault to return at a later date with some, you know, adjustments. Going to make a prediction right now, Brendan. All those planets, something's going to happen in this season, and all of those planets are going to be, like, infected by the darkness or something, and I think they're going to work that into the story. I don't think they're just going to disappear from our map. They'll I think, probably have something in there. I think in the story there is going to be a reason why we can no longer go to these places. Um, so Mars, and and to be frank, I'm fine with all these places going away. Leviathan. Yeah, there's not really much to do there, and it's like no. Leviathan. The only thing I'd be like, oh man, is we've I've never done a prestige run of all of the raids yep. that are there, and for the Legend of Acrius, like part of its quest or whatever you have but to all of, do so i want to bring that up other than that, that's it. and i want to bring this up right now they've already said that any exotics originally tied to destinations and activity content are going there's going to be new ways to get them yeah. if that if that destination and activity disappears um mars the only reason i ever went there was for escalation protocol and the altar yeah. of sorrows on uh the moon is so much better. There's no it's, reason it's to go back. So much better. It's a lot more fun, in my opinion, for like just kind of like, yes. In terms of like mindless farming activities, it spawns a lot more enemies. You don't have to run all over the place to do it. It's just kind of in like one big concentrated area, which is nice. I feel like it goes yeah. quicker too, and there's yep. more payout for it. Yeah. Uh, Io. I had not been to Io in a year and a half until uh yeah, yeah this week. Because they finally they finally put something in IO for this season to do. But before that, I had not been to IO in like a year and a half it, since uh, there was an exotic weapon there. Yeah. Um, Titan, I cannot tell you the last time I stepped foot on Titan. Mercury, blow that shit out of the sky and Brother Vance too. Fuck Mercury. And, Mercury is very, very underwhelming. This Yeah, fuck Mercury. Give it to that shit. And, and in D1, there's a lot more to Yeah. Well, there was a reason to go to Mercury in D1. Yeah. Uh, and then the Leviathan, like we said, there are raids there, but they're the original raids, so there's really no reason to do them anymore. Yeah. So all of that stuff going away is fine by me. Um, especially since they're bringing back a bunch of shit, too, uh, with the Cosmodrome and Strikes and uh, Volta Glass. Uh, there are going to be three raids playable this fall, which is kind of concerning. Uh, 
including the new one set in the Deepstone Crypt. The reason that's kind of concerning is because if you do the math right now, there are seven raids in the game. With the areas being removed, they're going to remove three of those. So there will be four raids left, and they're saying that there's going to be three raids playable this fall, including the new one. Yeah. Uh, The math doesn't add up. That means that they're removing another raid that they haven't told us about yet. I cut my money's on uh, uh, Last Wish getting removed. I'm, I was going to say the same. I'm going to go with because it's of the newer raid. It's the oldest. Well, Garden of yeah. Salvation. Um, that's yeah, there's no way they're going to remove that. No. So it's going to be Last Wish, which I'm going to have to farm because, well, I still voices, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so when the when a destination enters the Destiny Content Vault, so do all of its activities, including its uh, strikes, its dungeons. Um, the PvP pl- map playlist is going to remain a curated best of mixture of maps from Destiny One and Two. So even if a even if a destination goes into the Destiny Content Vault, that PvP map will still remain in that playlist. Uh, so even if IO goes away, the de- the IO PvP maps will still be in that curated list that they will be using um and then finally there's an act there are two activities called gambit and gambit prime they're going to be merged into a single activity uh we haven't really heard anything about that but we'll bring it up when we hear something more about that finally uh all this information i know guys but there's even more this is the most that they've talked about destiny at once usually they'll reveal what's coming for the fall expansion well, this year they said that Beyond Light is only the beginning of a new era for Destiny. Beyond Light is the start of a trilogy where the Guardians will explore the true nature of light and dark. So in 2021, we're going to be seeing Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, which is going to be the big expansion in the fall of 2021, most likely, uh, dealing with The Witch Queen Savathun, who has been a recurring antagonist for six years, and we're finally going to hopefully deal with her. And then in 2022, Destiny 2 Lightfall uh, is the working title. We don't know what the actual title will be. I kind of hope to keep that. I like it. I like that name. I do, too. Uh, but yeah, it's this is a really good sign for Destiny players because Destiny has always been fly by the seat of their pants with the story. If you know anything about the development of Destiny, you know that the story mode of the original Destiny 1 was cobbled together less than a year before it came out. They had an entirely new story or a different storyline and they scrapped the entire thing less than a year before destiny launched and made an entirely new one um so destiny destiny's story has always been on a year-by-year basis and they've always retconned stuff and brought back storylines when they want to and they've sent storylines away uncompleted but with this they're saying we have three expansions of story planned that are all going to connect together and we are they they are and they are all in on telling a story for the next three years, which is extremely exciting for Destiny 2 fans. Okay, that's all the stuff on Destiny 2. All I can say is I'm so excited for the future. I'm sure, Brendan, you are too. Oh, without a freaking doubt. Hey guys, uh, Sean here during the edit. Uh, this episode went on super long, so we're going to cut this part off here. This was the main show. We are going to upload a second episode, which is all of the announcements, the PS4 event, the IGN Expo, etc. If you guys want to check that out, that'll be on the feed. If not at the same time as this, it'll be very soon after this. Uh, If you guys don't want to check that part out, if you guys are done after this, that's cool. I'm just going to go ahead uh, because... 
they did not get a chance to tell you where to follow them on, on online. I'm going to tell you where to follow Brendan and uh, Tyler. Brendan, can, you guys can find Brendan on Twitter at Zodiac underscore 70. Tyler, you guys can find on Twitter at Tyler Tylerims on Twitter. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. And you guys can find this show and others on the Merc with the Movie blog podcast feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, or Overcast. And you guys can also follow Merc with the Movie blog on Twitter with that movie blog Merc. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys go check out part two, that's great. If not, hopefully we'll see you or hear you'll hear us, I guess, on the next episode of the Game Over Screen.